This is a Shug the Dog production. Before we had political correctness, we had shipbuilding and shipyard shenanigans. Episode 3, Cowboys and Yellow Underpants. Within the yard workshop, Smitty is approached by Minger. I talk to you, Smitty. Always, Minger. What's on your mind? Well, you know I'm retiring next week. I hope so, since I put into your non-refundable retirement uplift. Any word on who'll be your replacement? I've been told it's Feely Bum. The blacksmith's helper. The fool they kicked out for sitting behind the shed trimming the breakfast rolls. Yeah, that's him. He claimed his blacksmiths liked a tidy roll. They're blaming him for the outbreak of gingivitis that spread through the department. Gingivitis? No, vitus. Like it was typhoid Annie. Ginger Annie with the big red fire. Was he no taken out of the smith shop and hidden away for his own safety? He was put on night theft, rat catching in the big thread. The rats should have been chasing him. Anyway, since I'm retiring, I just wanted to say that you were always my best toilet tipper. I remember that time you left those 50p coins down the pan. Well, truth be known, Minger, they coins fell out of my pocket and... Unlike yourself, I didn't have the courage to fish around in my own poo to recover them. Really? It was my pleasure, Minger. I was always grateful that you were there to wipe the last customer's pee from the pan before I sat down. You know there was some who left me nothing, and others who told me they had left something and had me foraging around in the pan for nothing. Dirty rats there. Well, anyway, I'm leaving and have been thinking what to do with the hairy thumb. Are you not taking it with you? Have it sitting in the mantelpiece with all your Toilet of the Year awards. Oh, I thought of that, but then it's magic. Real magic. Then taking it from here might break the spell. So you're just going to leave it for Feely Bum? Oh, no. Feely Bum can't be trusted with anything as precious as the hairy thumb. I need to give the thumb to someone who won't open it and let the magic out. How about his previous owner? Tom. Tom has left the yard. Oh, that's right. He gets fed up with everyone greeting him with two thumbs up. You're my friend, Smitty, and I know the thumb will be in good hands. What, me? I appreciate it, Minger. But I'll let you into a secret here. I'm the person you've heard them speak about. You know, the person that actually does a day's work around here. Everyone says you spend most of the day sleeping in the breakdown hut round by the dockside. Well, anyway... There's no way I can be showing off your thumb when Billy Brown comes round with his tour. There's no one else I can trust. Hey, 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 my wee humming friend. There's no need for that. How about I keep your thumb in my locker until you decide you want to come back for it? Thanks, buddy. You're a real pal. It's lunchtime, and outside the yard, in an adjacent park, Larry is about to perform his famous walking on water trick. Ladies, gentlemen and workmates, lend me your ears. Who are you calling a gentleman? <laughs> Alright then, ladies, commoners and workmates. Who are you calling a lady? <laughs> We're gathered here today... We're not at a wedding. 
Get on with it. I want back in for my dinner. For your entertainment, Larry will amaze you by walking in water blindfolded. But before we start, everyone drop some money into the hat. Get on with it. Is there going to be a race prediction? No, he only does race predictions with the levitations. Can we have some quiet while Larry prepares himself? If you're ready, Larry. I'm ready. Here, to your left a bit. That's it. And remember, you can do this. If anyone can walk in water, it's the great Larry. Come on, we don't have all day. Let's hear it for the great Larry. Well done, that man. Let me help you up and get that blindfold off. There's nothing like a wee trick to amuse the troops at lunch. Was I really that good, Billy? The son of God couldn't have put it on a better performance than you did today, mate. And look, there's some shiny silver coins in amongst the coppers. Look, a ten pence piece. A ten pence? I must have been good then. It's Minger's Leaving Do at the Country and Western Club. Howdy, gentlemen. It's mighty fine of you guys coming along to see Minger off. We'll all sure miss him. His memory will follow me every time I go for a shite. How you doing, Bumpy? I'm gonna have to inform you, Smitty, that down here in the club I hail by the name Ringo Kid. Not Bumpy. Bumpy's my yard name. The Ringo Kid? Your name matches outfit. Did Willie Weedle sell you? Them duds? He sure did. In fact, he outfitted all the members here. We were speaking to Minger earlier, but he's disappeared. He's in back helping to prepare the food for the buffet. Really? There goes my appetite. Yeah, we made him mayor for the night, seeing it's his retirement party, but he insisted on helping out. I see signals of your music man. Did he get his outfit from Weedle too? He never said, but rumour has it he bought Weedle's complete Liberace collection. You were saying Minger would be missed. He's only been away a week. And his regular users have missed him already. You're darn tootin' there, partner. Word is, Feely Bum ain't doing the fine task in them lavatories Minger did. Feely Bum would do no fine task if I kicked him in the nuts. Hey, this here's my brother, Marshall Earp. He's the law in this here club. Yeah, this is him. Marshall is asking if it was you that inherited the hairy thumb. Did Minger tell you, though? Minger ain't saying diddly about that hairy critter, even when questioned by Marshall here. So who told you I had it? Barney, the deputy yard convener, said it was brought to the attention of the convener's meeting by that sparky, Billy Broom, who said it was part of his yard tour. <laughs> Marshall here says if you wanted to place a thumb in the club, he's sure the committee would make it an honorary member. An honorary member? But it's just an old thumb in a jar. Oh, that's good of you. I'll think it over. Marshall says it will receive full member status and have its own seat on the committee. Well, that's certainly a tempting offer. And the thumb would enjoy getting a night out now and again. Yeah, and we could all get Wally the Weedle to dress it up in an outfit. <laughs> like the finger of a glove with sequins attached to the thimble with a feather on it for a hat. Well, you just let me know what you decide on. <laughs> Hey, I gotta go. 
Marshall says Singer is going to play a Johnny Cash medley. Man, I love moving to that ring of fire. See y'all. Is it just me that thinks that Bumpy's brother's strange? Stranger than Bumpy, you mean? Stranger than a hairy thumb in a jar. Do you want another pint? Yeah, one more than I need to go. Get a bite to eat. I'm not eating here from the nurse, chef. Did your missus know make you something before you came out? Sure she did, which is strange in itself. I'm frightened to eat it in case it's poisoned. Hey, this could be the Johnny Cash medley. Louis wakes up in a strange girl's bedroom. Hey you! Who the hell are you and what are you doing in my bed? Uh, what? Where am I? Uh, this is my flat and my bed you're in. You sure? Of course I'm sure. That wardrobe's got all my clothes in it and they drawers over there are full of my knickers and bras. And you are? I'm Double D. Double D? Really? Let's have a swatch and see then. Hey, keep your mitts away from my tats. I never said I was a Double D. I said I was Double D. Huh? Double D, Don Dixon. No Double D, Big Merlin's. No, so what of it? Let's see what you're packing then, Mr Hefner. Oh, ha, <laughs> ha, Mr Chipolata. He's no Mr Chipolata, he's just sleeping. <laughs> so you're going to tell me your name and how come you and uh, your wee pal are in my bed, please, thank you. Name's Louie, and I've absolutely no idea how I got here. Well, I have got a clue either. I just remember being in Mucky Mix, the dancing with my pals and getting out our nuts and cider and Mad Dog. Then I wake up in my bed beside some pervert with a sleepy chipolata sausage. I'm not a pervert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an average size sleepy bobby. And I wasn't even in Mucky Mix with our wee herries and grannies. <gasps> you calling me a granny? No, I'm saying I was out at the cowboy club for a retirement party, then headed into town for a couple of pints. <laughs> You're one of the weirdos that struts around pretending to be a cowboy, aren't you? No, I'm no. I'm normal. I'm just a normal guy with a normal-sized butt. I mean, I work in the yards. I was at the club for someone's retirement, do. In the yards? I had a boyfriend who worked in the yards. What do you do? I'm a sparky. An electrician. Oh, a big money man then, aye. But that doesn't explain what you're doing in my bed. And, eh, uh, what is that all over your hair? It's cheese. Oh, is that mozzarella sprinkles or dandruff? Cheese? Look behind you. <laughs> You've been sleeping in a carton of cheesy chips. Hmm, pay their cold because I am pure starving. Come to think it, I do remember queuing for cheesy chips. <gasps> yeah, maybe her eyes met over a polystyrene carton. Although when I'm pissed, I usually pick up a large kebab with lots of onions and extra hot sauce. I don't feel violated. But there is definitely a wee hint of kebab under here. I don't like the selfish kebabs. <gasps> I hope you are not referring to my lady garden because I have been told that my frou-frou is as fresh as a daisy. Calm down, will you? You're waiting the neighbours. Don't tell me to calm down. I don't even know you and your comment in my fangina. Well, maybe it's time you were leaving, Mr Sparky for the yards. Do you think we did something last night? Like, got jiggy with it? <laughs> What? You, me, and the wee sleepy chipolata? Eh, uh, excuse me. He's a grower, no a shower, and I've never done any complaints before. Maybe he's already awake, but deciding to stay snuggled up having smelled the faint odour of fish kebab. 
Oh, you are one funny guy. Well, Mr Hilarious, I'm going for a Harry Hish, and by the time I get back, I expect you to be gone. Comprende? I can't see any more clothes amongst this mess. Eh, uh, I think those might be your unwearables hanging off the top of that wardrobe there. How's they get up there? Are they yellow? Who the hell wears yellow scants? <gasps> and is that a wee hint of brown I see in the gusset? <coughs> oh no, that's my knickers you're blowing your big nose on. Oh yes, so it is. <gasps> and if you dare make any comments about tuna fish. I was just thinking these panties smell like spring flower beds and apple blossoms. Oh really? Oh, so they do. Oh well, they're definitely mine then. In fact... Never see you properly. You're a bit of a liquor. Eh, uh, am I? Well, I wish I could say the same about you. In fact, your nose is that big, I can only see one half of your face at one time. And you know what they say about men with big noses. Eh, uh, should that no be feet? Check this out. The monster has risen from his slumber. Oh, so he has. And grown half an inch. Still, any port in a storm. Give me a minute till I go for my wee lily and gish and then you are on. I've got a confession to make. Mind how I told you that Doubles D stood for Don Dixon? Does it not? Well, aye, it does. But it also stands for Dirty Doon Under. This has been a Shug the Dog production. <laughs> Shipyard Shenanigans was devised by James T. Tiffany. Written and directed by James T. Tiffany and produced by Shug the Dog Productions. It was recorded at HQ Studios Glasgow and edited by Samson Video Productions. All music was obtained from royalty-free sources. The role of Louis was played by Chris J.W. Healy, Larry and Marshall by William Samson, Billy Broom and Second Voice by Gerard Rogan, Smitty by John Hughes, Minger by William Spears, Voice and Bumpy by Neil MacDonald, Dawn by Beverly Sweeney. The narrator was... William Sampson.